hello <laughs> oh my gosh i am so so excited right now hi welcome to scatterbrain uh, my name is dylan if you do not know me and we have a lot to catch up on there's a lot that i have to explain life has been crazy it has been let's see when was the last time i posted september so it's been three months and i have so many things that i want to fill you in on now first <laughs> i want to answer the question of why i have not uploaded an episode in three months because there is a reason um my setup has been causing me lots of issues over the last few months and my soundtrap account like wouldn't connect to my microphone um it would it would connect for a moment and then it would stop like while i'm recording so i'm very paranoid constantly stopping recording just to make sure that it actually caught my audio um it's like it almost like disconnects or something and so it's getting very frustrating my macbook is pretty old um it's a 2017 which in apple years that's like 300 years old and so it is you know what they do it's starting to break down on its own so i took a little break from trying to make these episodes i have tried to record several times over the last few months and it just didn't work and i decided to try it once today and so far it's going so well knock on wood but we will see um so that's the reason why i hadn't been uploading and i've also been student teaching all semester and that really takes it out of you it was exhausting and so by the time i got home I would not want to record an episode. I wouldn't want to do anything. For the first two months, I didn't even go to the gym. Like, it was really bad. I mean, to be fair, I didn't want to go to the gym. And student teaching just gave me an excuse not to. Um, but I will get into that here in a little while as well. Um, the main thing that I've been doing this semester has been student teaching. I student taught at a middle school. And if you are one of my middle schoolers who found my podcast, hi, um, leave just kidding it's fine you can stay i guess um <laughs> i've been student teaching and a lot of them found this podcast even though i tried my hardest to keep it like hidden i made it specifically so that i wouldn't you know say bad words or anything like that just in the off chance or the high chance actually that any of them would find it um and i think this is stuff that they can also relate to as well because it's even if it's life still impacting me, I loved giving my students different kinds of advice and connect with them on a more personal level. Um, and I'll get into that here in a moment as well. But that was my main priority. I was finishing my last semester of undergrad. Um, I actually was accepted into the University of Idaho uh, graduate school for curriculum and instruction. And I'll start that in May, which I'm super excited for. I decided to take the spring semester just to work and have a kind of a break for a semester from school i will be substituting around the district for the spring which will be super fun i'm really excited and yeah and then i'll be job searching as well to get a full-time teacher job but i will be at the same time then um doing online school luckily the grad program is all online which will be super nice um yeah so i'm really beyond excited my main reason for recording today is so that I can just talk about my student teaching experience um, as well as talking about the gym a little bit because I have reignited a spark of my passion for the gym, which has been super fun. And overall, just like passions in life and finding your passion and what that means and what that feels like. So as you all know, if you've listened to my previous episodes, 
I studied medical sciences at the University of Idaho for three years and I was pretty good at it. I thought that I wanted to be an OB-GYN, you know, obstetrician slash uh, gynecologist. I wanted to help deliver babies. Um, And then even before that, I wanted to be an orthodontist. Um, I thought about going to dental school. And by the time COVID hit and I stopped being friends with the friends that I had at the time, everything had that dramatic switch. And I realized, holy crap, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I definitely don't want to be in the medical field. It's just not for me. And I'm never a person who wants to put myself down because I know that as a human being, we are all capable of anything we set our minds to if we want it badly enough. But I did not want to be a doctor badly enough to do the work for it. I know that I had the brains if I tried really, really hard. It took me a... I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. I'm not doctor smart, in my opinion. I I just think that my my brains and my thought process is better in other ways. And I'm so artistic um, that I felt like the medical field was not a field I needed to be going into. Growing up, of course, I had a very... Um, Oh, an early exposure to money and the feeling of not having money and what money really means. And so, of course, my whole life, I was like, I need to be someone who makes a lot of money. I need to have a job that makes me a lot of money. And of course, if you're a doctor, you have a lot of money usually. Right. And so that was kind of my thought process. But COVID gave me a lot of time to think about what I wanted to do with my life. And even when I threw myself into the education program, I had no idea if it was going to work out or not. I, I don't know. My family's full of teachers. Um, my aunts and uncles are all middle school teachers. My dad's a professor. I was surrounded by education. And I was like, you know what? If it worked out for them, maybe it's in my blood that it's going to work out for me too. I don't know. And so I threw myself into elementary education. And I thought that I wanted to work with second graders. And I worked in a, a classroom of second graders. And it just wasn't ex- that exciting for me. I didn't have this spark of enjoyment to go, but I kind of just at that point thought that's just how life goes and that's just how it was going to feel. But when we were picking our practicum assignment for, um, I guess, last fall, I told my professor, I was like, I want to work in a middle school. Like, I just want to try it out because nobody talks about it. You know, I realized I love history And I was like, maybe I could be a history teacher. Like, that would be really cool. But it also is an elementary education. And so I'm not secondary. And so that was like kind of the hardest thing was in elementary, you teach all the subjects, right? In middle school, you get to be picky and pick whatever you want. And then high school, of course, you have your own specific classes that you teach. And so I decided to do my practicum at uh, the middle school. And I loved it immediately I mean for my practicum I was only supposed to get like 30 hours I got well over 80 hours in that classroom because I just wanted to be there all the time I loved the kids I loved the content I loved just hanging out and these kids were wonderful you know I clicked with them really well I got along with them um and my passion for teaching really sparked fall of last year and my teacher that I did my practicum with he was like do you want to be my student teacher next fall and I was like yes are you kidding me and he was my teacher when I was in middle school as well and so I already had a connection with him in the school and that helped a lot um 
I really got to work on my connections with the school district, the teachers, all of that during my practicum and uh, student teaching experience. Um, And so I, for the first time ever, felt a real spark of excitement for my future. And I truly didn't think that that feeling really existed. I thought that, you know, a job was a job and that your passions were outside of your work. And luckily for me, I discovered that that's not true in the slightest. So when student teaching began in August, well, I guess a little bit before student teaching began, I was at the middle school preparing and we were going to some meetings and it was really cool to immediately see the dynamic of all these teachers. I had some briefings with my mentor teacher about teacher drama and what to steer clear of, which was crazy um, because, you know, people still have drama no matter what uh, field you're in. People don't like each other. People don't get along. Um, some crazy stuff happens and everybody wants to gossip about it. And luckily, my teacher is a very positive, no negativity type of person. I mean, he obviously has things that like go wrong and he rants sometimes. But overall, he tries to keep his workplace as stress free as possible because the job itself is already so stressful that why would you put in other unnecessary stress from gossip? It just didn't make sense. Um, so it was really cool to be under his wing in that sense because he gave me a much better look at what teaching can be like um, while exposing me to the negative sides of things, but also helping me understand how to combat that, which was really, really cool. Um, but being in his classroom was the coolest experience I could have ever had. I He trusted me and helped me create lessons and helped me you know teach them properly while giving me the freedom to do the things that I wanted to do and I remember I was so nervous when I was first starting and he told me he goes Dylan if you you know need one piece of reassurance is I will never let you do something that I don't think you are ready for and it really gave me a big boost of confidence because I did a whole lot. Um, First, at the beginning of the semester, I pretty much was just, with the seventh grade, I was very active. Um, I took over a big project about halfway through um, their big uh, island project. I took over most of that. And then I taught them all about Europe for a couple of weeks. Eighth grade, first half of the semester, I was pretty just sort of in the back observing and like helping out here and there. And then I got to teach four weeks completely by myself two whole units on ancient india and ancient china created all of the um lessons and the assignments all by myself a couple of projects in there all by myself and it was absolutely terrifying but terrifying in a good way i guess i definitely learned so much um i'm already a very outgoing kind of person I'm an introvert but I can talk that's obviously why I love using this podcast because I can just talk and talk and talk and talk and being a teacher gives me the ability to just talk whenever I want (laughs) not gonna lie um and so I already have the I would say I have a personality to engage these kids um and to make it exciting you know I we would joke about my powerpoint slides because I use canva and I make these really cutesy powerpoints and they like you know have all these cool little animations and stuff like that I actually um showed it to my mentor teacher as well as some of the other teachers at the school because they wanted to know how to use it and so I taught people how to use canva um it was super fun but I found ways to 
you know, create my own personality in the classroom and explore who I am and how I teach and how I interact with kids. Um, because the one thing that my mentor teacher told me, he was like, what I need from you is to figure out who you are in the classroom because I can, you know, he's like, you can't be me and I can't be you. Who are you? Who is Miss Tanner? And I was like, shoot, I don't know. And so I spent a whole semester really trying to, uh, figure that out. Um, and I felt like it came very naturally to me. I just loved how comfortable I was in the classroom. There were days where, actually, there was a whole week where my mentor teacher um, was gone for a trip. And so I substituted the whole week, um, which was nice because I got paid for it. That was sick. Um, but I was totally comfortable. It was, it it was surprising how I was a little nervous for sure. I had to make sure everything was in order, you know, and luckily these other teachers were coming in to check on me, make sure I was doing okay. Um, but I felt prepared. I worked with these kids well. They respected me and they listened to me. Um, they were so kind, you know, I, of course they push my button sometimes, you know, a student teacher, you're not the actual teacher. So it's, easy just to kind of you know mess around and feel like it's no big deal which I expected but they also did a wonderful job with me I was so astounded by their kindness and their hard work and willingness to you know put up with me while I'm (laughs) trying to make things work and and learn new things while also teaching them new things it was it was a learning experience for everybody for sure But the I'd say like the most nerve wracking thing that happened to me while I was student teaching was at one point there was a situation where we were on like a temporary hold in the classroom due to just an emergency. And in my brain, you know, obviously there's lots of um, news about school shootings and like all these terrible, terrible things. And that is something that lingers in the back of my mind. I'm like, I'm in this classroom right now these kids are my responsibility if something bad is happening I have to do every single thing in my power to protect them and so there would be times where I would just randomly think about it I would you know tell myself okay what would I do if somebody walked in right now to hurt my kids and it it sucks to have to think about that but it also really brings a lot into perspective for me of how much I cared for those children children (laughs) for those kids right and how much they mean to me and and how it is it is beyond just teaching a lesson to be a teacher being a teacher is unlike anything I could have ever expected it the job itself occurs inside and outside of the classroom I'm inside of the classroom teaching these lessons and taking care of these kids and communicating with kids communicating with other administrators and then outside of school I'm creating those lessons. I'm grading papers, right? It's a 24-7 kind of job and it is hard to separate yourself, um, to take time to yourself to know when to turn off work mode. Um, That was something that I really struggled to learn during this experience, especially during the two weeks where I was um, creating lesson plans for for four weeks. I would be working on these lessons until 10 p.m. and I couldn't go to the gym. I was so exhausted. I wouldn't. Um, it was it was a lot. And there were definitely days where I had a rough day. You know, I, I struggled with some students one day or something. And then I have to go home and work on a lesson. And then I was also working on online classes. And I realized I was late on an assignment. Right. And so I just sit on my couch and cry and like want to rip my hair out because I was so frustrated But then, you know, I go back to school the next day and you have to leave those emotions at the door. 
whatever is happening in your life, you leave them at the door because these kids don't deserve any bad mood that you're in. They didn't do that to, you know, they didn't do things to put you in a bad mood before you even get to school. Right. And so that was an interesting concept to learn as well. Like during student teaching, um, I was dumped over text and I was so down and depressed and angry, but school was my happy place. Even if there were times where I was frustrated, right? It's a stressful environment. Sometimes it was my happy place. And I knew that when I get to school, I have to shut off the sad part of my brain. I just have to get in there, get my stuff done, work with these kids and give them something new to learn. And it's really forced me to deal with my emotions in a different way um, and figure out what's appropriate and what's not appropriate of when and where to feel certain things. Um, And it forced me to take good care of my private time and allow myself to have private time um, and time to relax and time to think and feel. Um, And so I started taking my evenings to journal and I'd sleep early. Eventually I had the, uh, the, the energy to go to the gym again. And it was an after school release of my, you know, stress and tiredness into the gym. And it was wonderful. Because I am a big creature of habit. I love having a routine. I love doing the same things every single day. Um, I like with teaching. I love that I'm up at 530. Right. I work until 345. At 345, I go to the gym. And then after the gym, right, it's like closer to 515. Then I go home and I eat and I work on whatever I need to work on. Um, watch some TV, read my book and go to sleep and then restart, right? And then weekends, I could do a lot of the other things that I want. Um, I love having those routines. But with teaching, it is hard because I, this was something I really struggled with this semester was balancing with a social life. Um, I was so exhausted on the weekends that I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to go to parties or anything like that. And a lot of my friends did like to do that stuff. And so it caused some rifts sometimes. And it, it, they were hard conversations to have sometimes because I didn't understand it. And many people who aren't teachers don't understand this, that when you're a teacher, like I said, your whole life is teaching. Like it's, it can, it can very easily consume your day 24 hours, seven days a week if you let it. And so I really had to find the balance of, you know, wanting to stay in versus going out to socialize. And am I too tired or am I just being lazy because I've been socializing all week? Because honestly, working with 13 year olds for five days straight is exhausting. And so after a five day work week, I would be so mentally and socially drained. My social battery was depleted to it to to nothingness. Right. And so I would spend the whole weekend trying to recharge Or if I did decide to go out, right, I would go out on a Friday or a Saturday and then I would be sluggish like the rest of the weekend and I wouldn't get my other chores done, like cleaning my apartment, doing my laundry, right, doing all of these things that I know I have to get done and it would throw me off. And so I had to prioritize not going out and staying in and I now, I mean, I've always loved my personal time, but man, do I love my personal time. I could... (laughs) I have to force myself to socialize because I could just hang out and be alone for forever if I wanted to. Um, And I would be completely fine with that. Not going to lie. 
Um, so that was something that I really had to work on this semester and I struggled with, I'd say quite a bit for a long time. It really wasn't until November and December when it finally began to click of the, the schedule that I like and the schedule that works for me, um, in my routine. And so now being on Christmas break and not my routine, it's weird. It's like hard for me right now. Um, so I'm constantly trying to fill my days with things to do. Luckily I have had a lot to do, but it's just been different knowing that I'm not on the same schedule that I normally am. Like my food is lined up perfectly during school because I eat the exact right amount of food that I need to, um, because there were only certain hours in the day when I could eat, you know? Um, and so now I'm really having to force myself to like regulate and understand when I'm hungry, when I'm not hungry, you know, all of that good stuff. But I know this has been kind of scattered, um, (laughs) scatterbrain. Um, this is just sort of my thoughts pouring out, but overall I absolutely love teaching. It is so much fun. Oh my gosh. Like I, one, I love history. I loved learning these lessons and then getting to teach them. Like I've learned so much just from student teaching like I don't think some of my students understood that like this was brand new information to me too on in a lot of it I learned a lot and then had to teach it the next day and it was really fun just to sort of share what I learned you know what I mean and the kids these middle school kids are wonderful middle school gets such a bad rep and I get it because middle school is a tough time there's so many emotions flying around I remember when I was in middle school I was so depressed and nobody knew and my whole world was wrapped around these emotions that felt so much bigger than me and there was drama and I was trying to fit in and I was I was different than some of the other girls and you know and and I had all these crushes and I wanted this boy to like me back and like everything feels so big when you're 13 and I was so I was struggling so much when I was in middle school that I I really wanted to be a positive thing for these kids to come to every single day. And I think I did that. Um, at the end of the semester, I <laughs> I, I really did see that. Um, <clears throat> I made all of my students, handmade a little bookmark for them with their name on it, you know, wrote them a little thank you note. It took me forever, but I, I really wanted them to know that I loved them and care about them and they changed my life like they really did if it weren't for this amazing experience with these amazing kids I don't know what I would be doing I think I would be in a panic mode right now to be completely honest um and I absolutely adore them they're so smart and they're so capable and they just need someone to help them find their own self-confidence that's the thing is these middle schools like constantly want um oh what's the word they want validation and it was really hard to not constantly give that to kids. You know, I I was always working on telling kids, you need to be confident in yourself. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It matters how you think it goes, you know, how you feel and how confident you are in your project and what you think it looks like. You know what I mean? And of course, I would still give kids praise. Like I always said, you know, you're doing a great job when they did well on an assignment on a project. I wanted them to know that they were doing well. Um, but it's also a balancing act, act of teaching them without them being so dependent on you for that validation. So that was that was a struggle. Um, but the kids are wonderful. They were so 
fun. They were so cool, honestly. Like, these kids were really cool. Um, They just had such spunky, unique personalities. And it's interesting, 8th grade and 7th grade are so different. 8th graders are becoming so much more socially aware. They are trying to fit in. Um, they want to be cool and all of this seventh grade though. I mean, sometimes it's kind of like that, but these seventh graders are like, they do. Hello. Sorry. My dad called me <laughs> as I was recording this. Um, and of course it like messes with my screen. And so it all like went away and I freaked out for a minute. Um, but anyway, yeah, these seventh graders are so different. Like they, they care about what other people think, but not the way eighth graders do. They're still very like quirky. Don't they don't hide their personality at all. I'm not saying that eighth graders hide their personality, but seventh graders are more okay with showing every single bit of their personality, um, whether it's weird or quirky or whatever. They don't care and they will share it whatever they're feeling they will share it um and the one thing I really love about seventh grade is that I can go from having like an intellectual discussion about something we've learned to one of them randomly raising their hand and telling me that like you know they they got a new lego set yesterday and I'd be like cool sick bro you know um and then eighth graders they're so they're so intelligent and capable and they can hold these wonderful really cool intense conversations and these great discussions about so many different things and it has been really fun to just sit and talk with them and learn from all of them we had this project where we got to kind of just allow them to pick whatever they wanted from an ancient river civilization any topic within those realms of like ancient mesopotamia ancient egypt um ancient china and ancient india and let them kind of run with it and it was really cool to see some of the things that they created and the things that they talked about um it was awesome and they were excited about these different topics and when the cool thing about social studies and world history in terms of like content standards is that there are no standardized tests they have to take there are content standards that they have to meet for the state but they are so vague and that for example one of them is teach students about river civilizations there are so many river civilizations and we can pick which ones we want. And then it just comes down to I get to pick the topics that I find the most interesting, the people that I find the most interesting and share that. And it is it's really fun. And I feel like I just get to be creative all the time. Um, and the students get to help me with ideas and all of this stuff. It's really, really cool. And I love teaching. It just gives me a chance to really express myself uh in a unique way and I think that being a good teacher is so important for these kids and leaving a positive impact on them because some of these kids don't have the greatest home lives some of these kids don't get to celebrate you know family Thanksgiving or Christmas or other holidays um some kids don't have the money to do all the things that other students get to do And some of these kids are really, really, really struggling internally with their mental health and their physical health. And being a teacher means, yes, you have the responsibility of teaching children, you know, material. um, But really teaching middle school is not about the material at all. Of course, you have to teach them these, you know, these important pieces of information to build on for them to be in high school and grow. And but 
the big thing about middle school is just learning how to live life. It's learning how to manage your time. It's learning how to manage your emotions. It's learning how to connect with other people and socialize. It's a critical time in a child's life um, to learn who they're becoming, what they want to do, who they want to be friends with, what matters the most to them. There's a lot of stuff that they have to think about and it can be very, very, very stressful for them. And so being a positive figure in their lives for, you know, even just a few hours out of the day is something that I'm super, super passionate about. Um, There are certain kids where I took special interest in them because I knew that they were struggling. Um, Even if they don't say anything, you just sort of know, right? And I made sure to have conversations with these kids. I wanted to connect with every single student on some kind of level. And having 130 students, that was hard. But it's, you know, some come easier than others. There were some times where like one kid I just can't connect with. There were a couple that I didn't connect with very well. But I tried and I wanted to let them know that I was there if they ever needed anything. And that's kind of why I made the bookmarks at the end of the semester is because even if I didn't connect with some of them in the way I wanted, I still cared for them. Um, And on my last day of student teaching, (laughs) I got some sweet, sweet, sweet gifts from my students. One of my students joked about buying me a Yeti water bottle. And I told him, I was like, don't you dare. I do not want to get an angry email from your mom saying, why did you tell my son to buy you a Yeti water bottle? You know, and (laughs) he got it for me anyway. Um, It's so sweet. One of my other students got me another cup, like a Stanley cup knockoff, um, which I love. Um, Got me some mugs, candy, so many letters. Um, One of my students got me this like a really nice hand cream, body wash, uh, fuzzy socks, perfume. It they were just it really showed me while I do not care about gifts, I don't need gifts from anybody, especially not for my students. They showed me that they cared about me and just coming into the classroom on the last day, you know, giving me hugs, coming back in at the end of the day, just wanting to say bye one more time, writing me all these letters. I'm, you know, I, I got home. I cried a couple times at school without people knowing. I got home, put my stuff on the ground and just bawled like a baby for like an hour, just crying out of sadness, happiness, being grateful. Um, And just wishing it wasn't over yet because I had the most amazing, amazing, amazing experience. I wish that anybody could have felt the way that I felt um, in the time that I spent there. I just feel like I grew so much as a person and my passion is burning so much right now. It is just amazing. And that's the scary thing though is that I have to be really careful in maintaining my mental health and my physical health and my boundaries because the the turnover rate and the burnout rate for teaching is so so high because the first five years usually of teaching is the they're the hardest um, because you are creating all these lessons you're in a new environment you have to have something new every single day and you're constantly having to create 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 and then five years down the line you finally have you know a a big compilation of all these different lessons you've created so you don't have to create as many new lessons and you kind of get to choose right what you want to do and what you don't want to do and so it's going to be really stressful the first few years and I'm fully prepared for it I mean not prepared but you know like as prepared as I can be um 
and my mentor teacher was so kind and gave me a whole bunch of stuff that he'd created over the years and it has given me so much comfort in knowing that I have people who are there for me for the next few years and my entire life um to be successful um but man I promise you that if you don't love what you're doing there is something out there that you will love that will give you a steady income obviously for some people they just want to go to a job and then do their passions on the outside I get that I really do I thought that kind of was how my life was going to be but your passion can exist in a career I promise you that um and you just kind of have to go searching for it and the only reason I found mine was because I took a leap of faith and completely removed myself from something I used to work toward if I hadn't switched from medical science to education I don't know where I would be it wouldn't be medical school I would be sad and depressed probably still in school to like get my you know master's or PhD or whatever um but truly take the time to figure out what you want it's okay to not know and it's okay if you are switching around for a while trying to figure out what you like I'm 23 and I'm still so young like I still figured it out super young which a lot of people don't figure it out too much later in life luckily for me I've had so much time to explore the things I love I love teaching I love art I love the gym and that's been kind of my constant for a while but um yeah with that that's kind of my 30 minute rant on why I love teaching and how my student teaching experience went maybe sometime I'll teach a little lesson on some of the stuff I've learned like some of my favorite things I learned about ancient world history and stuff because it's just so cool there's so many topics I could talk about like Ashoka the Great and you know the caste system in ancient India um all of ancient China Qin Shi Huangdi the Qin uh Qin dynasty are you kidding me that it's just insane like it History is so cool and I cannot believe I didn't like it the majority of my childhood. I didn't know I liked history until I took one history class in college. Like when I switched to education, I still had a, a secondary endorsement in chemistry and not history. And then I took my history class and I was like, oh my God, this is my calling. And so luckily for me, while I was discovering my love for teaching, um, I finally now have discovered my love for the gym again. During the summer and when I was making my podcast I was barely I mean I was going to the gym because I was working with my coach I didn't enjoy it anymore I was struggling mentally a lot the only thing that was making me truly happy was making art and I am so grateful for the fact that I've become so into art and got to explore that I think not liking the gym as much kind of allowed me to step into something else that made me happy and kind of explore other things that I love um and then by the time student teaching started I eventually stopped working with my coach because I couldn't afford it anymore and I just don't think I was in like the headspace of of truly being so in it and I just needed a while to stop you know and once I finally got my schedule really back in order I started going to the gym right after school and that was the only way I could get myself to go. If I went home, there was a 99.9% chance I was not leaving the apartment again, like point blank. And so once I, I actually switched gyms. Originally, I was going to the gym that I always went to, which is the gym I worked at. Um, 
but it just got really hard because it was so busy it's university gym it was so busy when i could go you know four o'clock that's busy hour i didn't want to wait for machines there were people who i I knew really well and wanted to talk to me which i love getting to see my friends but it was just exhausting and so that was a big reason i didn't want to go to the gym and so my dad told me he goes hey if you need to go back to the gym you know obviously this is something you enjoy and something that's going to help your mental health let's get you a new membership at a different gym and I started going to snap fitness and I immediately felt everything shift again and I was like oh my god I just needed a new environment I needed less stimulation around me I needed to be able to focus on myself and not have to talk to all these people and go to a smaller gym where less people know me and there's less people overall like on a busy evening there's probably like nine people in the gym like that's the busiest it gets usually when I'm there which is amazing knock on wood um and I've actually become really good friends with the people who manage the place um and it's been a very positive experience I can eat snacks in there openly whenever I want I can have energy drinks open whenever I want um I can record videos whenever I want because in my old gym that just wasn't a possibility it it was some of the rules that we had to follow Um, because I get it it's a university gym people do dumb stuff so there's a lot of things that you can't do in a university gym Um, but I got a lot more freedom at this gym which has been so so nice and my confidence is growing I have shed pounds of fat and I've been building muscle again I I truly am the happiest I have ever been in my life um I also going with this focusing on myself has been very important right I said I'm in my routine of teaching and going to the gym again and eating healthier and I have overall taken a break from dating I saw a man back in the very beginning of my student teaching and he messed me up um and like we were everything was perfect and then suddenly it wasn't uh like a 180 switch overnight and he ended it over text and it really really hurt me and so I just told myself I was like why are you you know spending so much time focusing on what other people are you know wanting from you and hoping that people like you and hoping that you are good enough for somebody when you have so many other things you can be focusing on you need to be good enough for yourself these kids think you're good enough for them why are you focusing on the validation of a man who barely knows you of a man who doesn't care to really know you right and the guy was a good guy it's not like he was a bad guy he had a reason for why it didn't work it's not like he just you know ghosted me he didn't I mean he kind of tried to but that's besides the point um but it just showed me it was the universe telling me you have other priorities right now dating should not be your priority and so I took a break and I have gone on a couple dates with somebody but overall like I've been single and just working on myself and enjoying my own space and it's been wonderful I it was crazy though because at first I could do a whole episode on the um the withdrawals that come from not dating like it's dating was like an actual drug it is literally a drug not necessarily like the physical act of dating but the attention that you get from other people I was so insecure that I needed external validation from men like it was specifically from men I mean from girls too like my friends of course but like I constantly needed somebody to be 
speaking to me, to be giving me compliments. And I'm still working on it. It is a work in progress. I am removing people from my life who breadcrumb me, you know, to keep me strung along and people I would string along just to give me attention whenever I wanted it. And when, I mean, (laughs) at first I was lonely. I could not tell you how many times I wanted to download a dating app or message a guy that I used to know or, you know, search for validation on the internet. It really was going through withdrawals and it was lonely and I would cry, you know, and I, I was constantly, I was allowing myself to feel these things because the best thing you can do is allow yourself to feel and understand why you feel them. Um, but it was really, really hard. I, I learned a lot about myself and why I felt the things that I felt. I discovered where a lot of these issues stem from, um, because a lot of it does stem from how I grew up and who I surrounded myself with and my family and, you know, relationships that I had observed growing up. And it really felt like a, a therapy session for myself for a long time, um, I saw a therapist a year, a summer of 2022, and that was, I'm not hating on therapy because I think everybody should go to therapy. It's a wonderful tool, but my therapy experience was absolutely horrible. Um, and that could be a whole story in and of itself another time, but I will not be getting into that. But I was too afraid to go to therapy because of these experiences. And so I really took the time to listen to self-help podcasts and YouTube videos. I was constantly playing some kind of video or podcast that was about self-improvement. And I, I just love having them on in the background. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but I really, really enjoy them because it allowed me to kind of romanticize my life while also being practical about things. Um, I've taken a lot of time to recognize the beauty in life and in simple things and not be on this constant roller coaster of real, real highs and real, real lows because that's if I'm constantly searching for things that are better and better and better I'm always going to be reaching and reaching and not appreciating what I have and so that was a really big thing and I think I want to make a whole episode on just that because I've learned so much over the last four months of not being on here and really clearing off my social media and all of that and getting into more physical health and mental health again that it can be multiple episodes. So if you want to hear that from me, please let me know. I would love to share that with you because I think it could be beneficial to everybody. Um, This video, video, hello. This podcast was very much sort of a a dump of my thoughts um, because there has been a lot that's been going on. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. I am done student teaching. I'm making steps toward my future. I'm working on my internal mental health, physical health, emotional health, um, and bettering the connection I have with myself. Um, yeah. If you would like a, a better detail of how I've done these sorts of things and the kind of a step-by-step of how I've managed to get myself together a little bit, because there really was kind of a step-by-step process that I created and followed for myself. So if you would like to hear about that, I'll probably make a video on it anyway, if, even if nobody says anything. Um, but yeah, it feels so good to be back on here and chatting and getting to talk to y'all. Um, if you're one of my eighth graders or my seventh graders, if you found this, um, listening to this whole thing again, thank you for a wonderful semester. I absolutely adore you. Um, to all of those, my friends and whatnot who are listening, thank you for tuning back in. Since this has been knock on wood working out for me, um, recording this so far, I will hopefully be back next week. And oh, it's a Tuesday. So perfect. I'm like on schedule right now. So 
expect a video hopefully next Tuesday unless I'll be in Denver. Let's check. Am I going to be in Denver? I will be in Denver. So I come back on the 3rd, which is a Wednesday. So I'll probably have it uploaded on um, Thursday, the 4th. But we'll figure it out as we go. But thank you for tuning in. I hope you have had a fantastic semester. I hope you're having a fantastic winter break or whatever you're doing, holidays, all that good stuff. Um, Thank you for tuning in. And I will see you guys hopefully next Thursday. I'm going to try and make that happen. Okay. Um, I love all of you. Have a wonderful day.